options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. What they don't want you to know with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. And here, those secrets are revealed. Teachers, seven years, researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What they don't want you to know. Before the second coming, the plague will be released and a third of the hosts of men will die. Before the second coming, the mark of the beast shall be revealed. Before the second coming, the horn shall sound and the beast shall make war against the saints and prevail. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for coming again, and thank you for coming time and time again. As many of you know, this show is supported by listeners. So, our listeners are the meat and potatoes, per se, of this show. If you want to support this show, come back time and time again and hit play. Come listen to your favorite show and share it with two or three other people that you know. Today's topic is something that is on the mind of many people. Many people have been telling me about it. I have friends, family that are constantly saying that the time of the second coming is near. And in fact, upon our doorsteps, and well, that may be the case on a scriptural level and on a godly level, a timeline to the gods, it is certainly not the case for human eyes. In other words, we perceive time in a completely different matter and manner as do God and Jesus Christ. For that fact, their time runs at a completely different level. They observe all time at the same time while we are in this bubble of time, in this sped up time where days and weeks and months are passing by before us so quickly that it's almost whiplash. This week went by so fast that I was wondering what happened to Tuesday and Wednesday because it's no longer there. But just to give you a little taste of it, some of my family members, some of my friends, some of the people I talk to, some of my co-hosts, have been saying that the second coming is near. Second coming is near in our sense of the word time. Like it could happen next week or it could happen next month. Even next year. And all those things are not true. While nobody on earth and nobody in heaven except the Father himself knows the exact time when the second coming will be. The signs and the seasons can be calculated and we can get a pretty rough but precise estimate of when it is and when it is not. And so with these things we have prophecies of modern day prophets, we have the scriptures both in the Old Testament, specifically in the Old Testament, and also in the New Testament, in Revelations and other books like Matthew 24, etc. 
We also have the Doctrine and Covenants and Pearl of Great Price and the Book of Mormon that is a reflection on our time. So the reality is we can get a pretty accurate picture if we go to the source himself, which what is the source? Well, the source is Jesus Christ. Who is coming? Well, we know who's coming, the bridegroom. And therefore, what did the bridegroom say about his second coming and when it is? There are certain things that have to happen, and I will go through those things right now with you. We'll go through a couple of those things so that we can understand what is happening now, what has transpired already of the revelations that have already come and gone by, and what needs to happen in order for the second coming to occur. So first we have bloodshed, war, horrors, and the likes of terror that you've never experienced before. Let's start with Daniel 7.21, which explains what's going to shortly be happening. Now, what's already happening is the persecution of the saints at a level that is psychological. In other words, saints have been persecuted in the last year, last two years, last three years, very specifically by those saints that are wanting to keep the covenant, wanting to keep the faith, wanting to keep the commandments of God, those saints have now become horrible saints. Saints that are ungodly as far as human terminology is concerned. And so those saints have been persecuted for what? For wanting to keep the commandments, for wanting to stand up for truth, or for wanting to read the scriptures and quote the scriptures in their churches. Specifically, every church in the world has become somewhat of a follower of the beast. And I'm not talking about the doctrine. I'm not talking about the leaders that are at the very top. What I'm talking about is the persecution from within, which is a prophecy that has been told long ago. In fact, Brigham Young told this prophecy where the persecution would start and the dissenters would be from the church. Another prophecy that comes to you, which I won't quote, but I will ablib, is a prophecy from the Book of Mormon about the dissenters, that they dissented from the Nephites, and if it were not for the dissenters, the persecution of the Nephites would not be so great. So these are all mirrors of our time. The reality is we, as loyal members of the church, in our church, and in every church for that matter, are being persecuted for standing up for what's right, for standing up for the commandments, for standing up against the trans movement that has become worldwide an indoctrination, for standing up for freedom of choice and for freedom of health choice, for standing up for free agency, the free agency of men, and for standing up for the commandments for reviling against sin. Myself, I have been reviled, persecuted, and expelled, thrown into the darkness. Luckily, my and myself and my family have kept the light of Christ and have kept the Holy Ghost because we have not fallen away from the doctrines of Christ and from following Jesus Christ. In fact, I have been spit upon, told, that I am too harsh, I deal too harshly, I speak too much truth, 
I am too bold. I am... <laughs> I'm offending people. I'm an offender of people. That is my greatest sin. I offend people because I speak boldly against sin. And this has become a new crime, a new sin. The sin of those that follow Christ. And so we have been made to shame ourselves. We have been made to feel guilty of no sin because we simply speak the truth. But I remind you that Nephi himself in his closing words in chapter 33 of 2 Nephi in the Book of Mormon said, that, said it this way, and this is what we should be if we are true followers of Christ. His word, he says like this, my word, and it speaketh harshly against sin, according to the plainness of truth. Wherefore, no man will be angry at the words which I have written, save he shall be of the spirit of the devil. That's right. We are in the time now that we are getting persecuted because we have harshly spoken against sin. And the persecution that is upon us now is a mental persecution, a persecution of exile, a persecution of words, a persecution of making you believe that you are in the wrong when you are in the right. But the persecution I'm talking about that has not happened yet and that has to happen before the second coming is an actual physical persecution. In fact, Brigham Young and Joseph Smith said it this way, that the persecution that will be upon the saints will be more than in the days of Joseph Smith when they persecuted the saints, stripped their women, poured boiling, boiling fluids upon their skin, asphalt and the knot, and killed them, ravaged them, well, it will be worse. In Daniel, Old Testament, chapter 7, 25, the vision is given to Daniel of this forwarding prophecy that has not happened yet. I beheld and the same horn made war with the saints. Talking about the horn that came out of the pit. The horn upon the beast. And he made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Now, what's important about this is the words, well, there's two words in here that are super important. The first word is that the beast himself, meaning the Antichrist, meaning the abominable church, meaning the new world order, made war against who? The saints. Now, who are the saints but the members of the church of Jesus Christ, which have always been their name? We're not talking about saints long gone. According to the Catholic Church, we're not talking about saints that are in heaven, saints that are no longer here, people that make miracles and are therefore... Options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. 
Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Given the title of being a saint? No. We're talking about the real definition of saints. When, for instance, Peter writes to the saints in the old church in the meridian of time, or when Paul or any of the others apostles write to the saints, they describe them very well. For instance, the saints in Rome or the saints all over the world in the old world. In fact, many of the books, epistles in the New Testament are titled to the saints of this church or to the saints of that church, to the saints in this location or to the saints in that location, to the saints of Jesus Christ, of his church in this particular region of the world. And so who are the apostles talking about? They are talking about the members of the church of Jesus Christ, the members of the church that Jesus Christ organized. These are the people that the New World Order, that the beast is making war against and prevailing against. This is the important part, prevailing, conquering, winning. In other words, there will be a period of time when the saints are overcome. They are going to be martyred, driven, killed, sold as slaves. They are going to be persecuted and exterminated in a way beyond what Governor Boggs did in the time of Joseph Smith and the extermination proclamation. War will be made to the saints and they will become overcome worldwide. And the church, figuratively and literally, will go into hiding, not an apostasy, because the church will never be taken from the earth again, but it will, in fact, be hidden so that the word of the Lord is nowhere to be found. We are left to our own devices to get the word from ourselves. In other words, revelation and the Holy Ghost. Just like President Nelson said a few years ago, that no body, no saint will be safe, physically and spiritually. It's to be interpreted. No, no saint will be safe without the constant revelation, constant companionship, constant gift of the Holy Ghost upon them. If you do not have that constant revelation, and how do you get that revelation through keeping the commandments? And how do you get persecuted through keeping the commandments? And so it's a double-edged sword. First of all, you're not going to know what to do, where to hide, where to run, what to do, how to get protection, even from heaven as by fire, to protect you. If you don't have the Holy Ghost upon you. But second of all, this is the very reason why you're being persecuted. And this is the very reason why I and my family were persecuted as well. Driven into exile, taken out for no cause, given no reasons other than we are fighting against the new commandments of men, which is the trans movement, which is the perversion, which is homosexuality, which is the pornography, which is everything that goes against the commandments of Christ. I have personally received this persecution, and so have many of you. So many of you have told me, and I've seen letters, 
saying that you are driven out by lawyers from the church, that you're exiled. Many of you have been called by your leaders, local leaders, told almost at a metaphorical gunpoint that you are to give in your membership or be expelled. I myself have several friends that have been persecuted and taken out of their church because of what they believe, which happens to be true, that Jesus is the Christ, that God is all-powerful, that the commandments are still the commandments, that those commandments of men are false, and that free agency is the most important thing that reigns and rules supreme and what we have always fought for and what we will be coming to us is a further persecution unlike the world has ever seen. So that is one of the signs of the times and it's not yet here. The precursor is here. The war with words, the war of exiling you, the war of making you feel belittled, the war of social media and its mark upon you as many revile you for speaking the truth on Facebook or Twitter as you are banned, as you are ostracized for speaking the word of God, for speaking truth that be, has become evil and evil has become truth. And if you do not support them, then right now your penalty is exile. Later it will become blood. Now that has not yet happened, but that can happen in the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye, we can go from persecution at a mental state to persecution of a physical state. And it's getting pretty close. I've been grabbed and literally dragged out of a church. So I've seen people beaten. I've seen people harassed. I've seen people yelled at and spit on and reviled on and cursed in the name of Jesus for not doing something that is evil, like sticking a needle in your arm that you know is deadly. And I've seen the death jab elevated to the status of the bronze and serpent in the wilderness with Moses as a savior of the world. Follow the new serpent. Follow the new world order. This is Jesus Christ. Persecution of the saints in a physical way has not happened yet, but it will. And therefore, the second coming must be not so near but when this happens you can know it is even nearer now the following sign of the time combines many signs together so we're going to go through these maybe a little bit quickly for you but it is the new world order takeover and it starts with daniel 4:22. it is thou o king that art grown and become strong for thy greatness is grown and reaches unto heaven and thy dominion to the end of the earth. They have used the dominion machines to become all-powerful, and their dominion right now does reach from every corner of the globe. Now, this sign that I'm talking about, this sign that I'm prequeling, is the sign of the beast in order to subdue all men to subdue humanity, to worship the golden image or 
the beast himself. And so when I say this, I'm saying the mark of the beast itself, the one that takes over our free agency, where we hand over on a platter our freedom, our democracy, our freedom to choose. This is mirrored not only in the Book of Mormon, but also in the Old Testament if we go back to Daniel chapter 3, verse 7. In the middle of that, you know, there, um, verse 7 itself, in the middle of verse 7, it's talking about what the people are giving over. It says, there, therefore, the time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the succubus, the psaltery. Okay, so the, 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 the instrumentality of the time. Not musical as you throw it into the mirror of our time, but the songs that they are singing to you over media, the social media, the cornets of today, the flutes, the harps, the instruments of their deception, all kinds of music from everywhere. And what happens? What's happening today? All the people, the nations, and all the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image. In other words, the beast that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. And who's the king today? Who does that mirror today? Well, the Antichrist hasn't shown his ugly face yet, and that is yet to come in another podcast when we reveal those things that need to happen before the second coming. But before the second coming, we have to have the sign of the beast. I want to remind you that the actual sign of the time that I'm talking about that hasn't happened is the sign of the beast. The sign that is in Revelation where John the Revelator, having been cast into the island of Patmos, uh, being exiled, of course, and telling us, he's telling us, look, here is the sign that's coming in the last of the da last days. It will be the sign of the beast. And what's going to happen with that sign is all those that have that sign upon them are going to worship the beast. So let's look at that passage. It's in Revelation 13, 15. This has to happen first before the second coming. And he had power given to give life, we're talking about the Antichrist, unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Right? So first, if you don't worship the beast, we're going to kill you. But who are those that take upon them the signs of the beast? That we go to Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 and 17. And we see what the mark of the beast is. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, <laughs> and good, right? Free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now, I want you to understand this passage right here because the verbiage or the order of the verb and the pronoun and the noun, etc., in different languages, especially in languages that are not Anglo, the non-English, non-Germanic, 
the order of the verb subject are not the way we know them in English. For instance, let's go to some of the Latin languages. The, the order of these are backwards. If you say, I have um, a good hand, in Spanish it would be mano buena, which would be backwards, right? So, with this knowledge in hand, when we're talking about the right hand, we're talking about the right appendage, the right side, or the right limb. And again, when we're talking about the forehead, putting those backwards heads four in front of the head. What does the Book of Mormon tell us about the image of Christ that we must put upon us? Because right now, John the Revelator is warning not to put the image of the beast on your forehead. Many have thought, well, you're going to have the mark of the beast on your forehead tattooed or something like this. Nothing like that in your head front in, in other words in front of your head you will have the mark of the beast what is the mark of christ the book of mormon clearly tells us that the image of his countenance will be upon your countenance do you have the image of your of his countenance upon you well how can you have the image of his countenance upon you if you've taken the sign of the beast and it is very clearly because uh, verse 17 tells us, And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark of, the, or the name of the beast, or his number of his name. Right? So, we're looking at three separate things here. We can't buy, we can't sell, unless we have what? Number one, the mark of the beast, or, number two, the name of the beast, or number three, the number of his name. So, what is any of those? Because we can't buy or we can't sell. Well, we know that on his forehead or in front of the head, we have the image of the beast. What is the image of the beast? What is the image of the Antichrist? Because it has to be after, in other words, it has to be opposed to Christ, the opposite symbol. Well, the opposite symbol would be nothingness, right? Would be to cover up, to become darkness instead of light. You have to cover your face with a mask. Now you're saying stretching, well, the Bible itself and the Book of Mormon calls this group the robbers, the robbers being in charge. And I, I addressed that the last podcast that we had about before the second coming and about who's in charge and that the robbers are now in charge and the Bible itself calls it the robbers. The Book of Mormon calls them the Gadianton robbers. What is the sign of the Gadianton robbers? What is the sign of all thieves? Is it not the mask? And if you did not wear the mask on your in front of head, were you able to buy or sell? I remember I went into an Indian store uh, somewhere in Utah, northern Utah, Roosevelt area. They're blocking you. They're stopping you from getting their products. I just made believe like they weren't there. The whole point is I was not able to check out. I was not able to buy. I did not have the mark of the beast upon me. And so was I able to purchase their products? No. Was I able to buy them? No. Same thing happened to me over and over again. I went to the bank. The bank threatened me. They followed me with their GPS system. When I got to a further bank, way that was out of the way and was not wearing my mask, Already they were making a phone call to the manager. How do they know I was in line? 
I don't know. But as I stood there in line, they threatened me. And they said, somewhere along the lines of, you have some children, don't you? And they named them. They named the number of the children I have, which I'm not going to tell on the air right now. But they said, you wouldn't want anything to happen to them now, would you? Now, this is the bank manager telling me this. Can you imagine? Now, after that, shortly after that, I had to call the central office of Wells Fargo because they had locked my money. Not that I'm a rich guy, but I had just sold my property. And at that point, I was getting ready to buy our next property, our next home where we were going to live in. And they had frozen all my assets. Now, the wordage that was incredible told to me over the phone went somewhere along the lines of that this was a warning that there are consequences that happen and that I don't want to see those consequences happen so I have to be careful of what I do in the future right <laughs> which goes along with I don't know if any of you seen this lately but I'll probably talk about this more in my other podcast, my regular podcast, but what Facebook is doing uh, and what uh, PayPal is doing. Remember that they had made a fine of $2,500, $2,500 for anyone that speaks against the norm, right? And you know what the against the norm means? Anything that's positive, anything that's true, anything it, it goes against their new world order, well, $2,500. And they took that down because of so much feedback that they had and so much opposition that they had. People were leaving PayPal, so they took it back. But now, yesterday, secretly, they've put that back in. So again, that policy is now on PayPal. I closed down my, I didn't close down my PayPal account, but I unlinked my bank account from PayPal in order for them not to be able to do this anymore. And am I going to be able to receive money or send money on PayPal? I don't know, but I don't want to risk them finding me $2,500 for the words that I'm telling you today. In Revelations, that no man might buy or sell save he have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now again, forearm means the right appendage. Where do you get the death jab, the death stick that has the death fluid that goes into your body right arm that's where you get your injection the whole point is if you don't have this injection you lose your job i've seen hundreds if not heard of thousands of people across the united states losing their job and right now they are in litigation to try to get their jobs back because they don't take the death jab upon themselves Imagine that. You are forced to go against law of the United States because it is against the law even to have to announce your immunizations to your job, let, let alone tell them if you have had the death jab or not. That's against the law. They don't follow the law anymore. They follow a new world order. Even my own son has had to take the death job and not had to, you know, just foolishly. If you love your job, if you love money, if you love your status more than you love truth, unfortunately, many of us are suffering, aren't we? We are seeing our own children brainwashed and taken by this new world order, this regime. And as much as we love them, we can't lie to them. We can't tell them it's not from the Antichrist. 
And yet so many of us have seen this happen to our own family after we begged them not to. My own son has taken the death jab because the military would not have him. The military would cancel his career if he didn't have it. And he was not brave enough to fight it like so many were. So he had to have the death jab. And now he faces the consequences of having put that poison, that bio incredible nanotechnology into his arm. How do we know for sure that the injection, that the death jab, that the mask are truly what John the Revelator was speaking about as being the sign of the beast? Because this sign actually has come to pass. Well, not all of it, of course. They haven't put us to death yet. They, they will soon. They will. This is coming. But how do we know that it's the sign of the beast? Remember, John said that the mark or the name or the number, he wanted to make sure without a doubt that we knew what the sign of the beast was because he knew the translation would get mixed up. He knew as a prophet of God that when we got his writing, it would be tricky. It would be deceptive. It would be hard to understand as it is. So he gave us a sign, didn't he? He said, now, if any of you are still doubtful about what's happening, let me be plain to you. Let me be plain to you. And this is what he said. After he explained that the mark of the beast or the sign of the beast or the name of the beast or the number of the beast in verse 17, he then explicitly said here, stop here is another word for stop here not here h-e-a-r like listen but here right here this is wisdom let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast so john is being very clear here let's we, we can't misunderstand this what is the number let's count it because it is a number for it is the number of man and his number is 600 three score which is 60 and six it's not some weird algorithm it's not some weird image that we have to decipher and bring together it is simply 666 the mark of the beast it has a name it also has a form it has a mark and it has a number so just in case you are completely unaware of what's going on, here is the wisdom. Here it is. It is 666. That's the number of the beast. Do you understand this? The number of the sign of the beast. Now, do any of you remember, or did you even look into it? Remember that they introduced, they introduced, COVID-19 in 2019, December of 2019, they introduced it, the snake venom, the, the, the biological machinery, circuitry, they introduced it in 19, 2019, December. It was out before then, but they introduced it to the public by the next year, remember that the bills, 
to save America. Remember those? That had to do with giving you money, buying your freedom away from you. Had to do with, here is money for businesses, money for you. And it had to do with the legislature of both wearing the mask and getting the vaccine. These were huge bills in the hundreds and thousands of pages. There were two bills that came out between 2019 and 2021. Look them up. They both have the name, like John said, they both have the name of the beast. These bills are not secret. You can look them up. They are called COVID-19 bills. But the first bill is bill number 666. And the second bill, under the same name, COVID-19, the name of the beast, is also bill 6666. Is this coincidence? This cannot be coincidence, people. Let him that had understanding count the number of the beast. This is what John the Revelator tells us. This is what he's urging us in Revelation 13, 8. The mark of the beast, the Gadianton robbers, the robbers, the secret cider men, have now taken over society. We went over that sign last podcast. But... After they take over and the rig the stolen elections, the sign of the Antichrist comes out. The sign of the beast. And it is the number 666. In other words, he cannot be plainer to us than to say the congressional law that's coming out, bill number 666 and bill number 666, COVID-19. Both of them named similarly. This is the beast, the mark of the beast. Let you understand. John does not make it more clear for us. We have to be completely senile and completely idiotic in order not to understand what is plain before our face. Is there going to be another 666 bill? Is there going to be another 6666? Is there going to be another mark upon our right appendage? Is there going to be another mask upon our forehead other than what has already been? And if you do not understand this, then you do not have wisdom. Because the signs of the time, yes, many people are thinking Christ is coming. The signs are here in Revelation. Yes, you're right. Many signs are happening right before our face because this is the end of the world. This is the last of the last days. But, whoa, this is the beginning of the last of the last days. We've just opened Revelation. We've just opened 3rd Nephi. We've just opened Daniel chapter 7, 8, 6, 10, 12, 11. We've just opened those chapters. We have to live through most of the horrible prophecies that still have to come before the second coming before the appearance of the Savior King that saves us from all this misery and woe. A student of mine, when I was talking about this in class, and yes, I do talk about this in class, and no, I'm not afraid of getting fired. Who else is going to teach the children the truth? And so he said to me, 
Well, I guess the rapture is coming pretty soon. No, the time of the rapture has passed. The time of the rapture, as according to the Protestant denomination, should have happened pre all these prophetic events because it is before the tribulations that the rapture happens according to all those Christian denominations, all those Protestant Christian denominations. But in actuality, if you read Matthew 24, which we talked about last podcast, the time of the rapture comes after the tribulations. Otherwise, if all the saints would have been raptured already, all the good people, then how would they get persecuted and martyred and overcome as Revelation speaks? So, to quote it a different way, if the rapture were before all these events and the good people get to not be part of the horrible things that happen, that God saves them from suffering, then why would re the revelator himself, revealing things that Jesus Christ is directly speaking to him face to face in the island of Pathmos, why would John the revelator tell us that the persecution of the saints will be so intense that they will be overcome. And I believe, I believe the saints, you know, since we have so many saints, so many children of the covenant falling for these tricks of the last of the last days, I believe that when John was talking about the saints that are being persecuted for holding off, I know many people inside and outside the covenant that are more faithful to keeping the commandments than the children of the covenant themselves. So I believe that those people that will be martyred will not only be children of the covenant, because a lot and most of the children of the covenant right now are worshiping false idols, including their job, their good financial status, and worshiping these new images of the beast, the mask, the death jab, and so forth. And, oh, you are too harsh against transgender. Oh, you are too harsh against sin. Speaking words exactly against Nephi himself. That I revile against sin. This is the words of a prophet in the Book of Mormon. So while many of the children of the covenant are giving themselves over to the world and becoming part of the great and spacious building that is pointing the finger at the true saints and true followers of Christ, I believe among those true followers of Christ are those who would have accepted the covenant had the people of the covenant not become hypocrites. And had they accepted the covenant themselves, they would have gone right along with the ordinances that have followed, that must have been given to them in order for them to enter the kingdom. So I believe those good people will also hold out and will be part of John's vision of the people that are persecuted because they are holding on to truth. And how can they not be? I know so many people outside of the covenant that are right now fighting for truth and justice, that are fighting for free agency, fighting for freedom, and being persecuted by the very people that should be their friends and that are saying, you don't have a right to choose liberty over safety. How dare you? You must follow the plan that the adversary has for you. 
you have no freedom of choice. Get out of my store. I went into a desert industries during this time. Horrible, horrible. And I'm being surrounded by workers of desert industries trying to kick me out of the store. I told them, call the cops. How can I be in a land of Desiree and be kicked out of a store because I'm not wearing the sign of the beast upon my head? What happened to free agency? I have to give it up for what? For safety? No. No way. As our founding father, Benjamin Franklin said, and many other founding fathers, Andrew Jackson, those that want safety above liberty and give up their liberty to have safety are worthy of neither. Do you think for one second that this evil regime is not coming after you once you help them go after the saints and persecute the saints and exile the saints and kill the saints and martyr the saints, those that are truly and ought to be called saints, do you think that they're not coming after you? Because one-third of humankind, one-third, one-third of all mankind on the planet will be slaughtered. Again, another sign of the time. Has it happened? No. How will it happen? I believe it will be a combination of the death jab. That's People are just falling dead everywhere. They've injected this nanotechnology in them, which is really part of your free agency. Inject me with this death. Number two, there will be more plagues coming and, of course, the nuclear winter with the atomic bombs. But when the fourth angel sounds, because there's seven angels and there's seven vials and there's seven trumpets, aren't there? The first vial has already come and I will talk about that in another podcast, but it is the smoke. And as you know, many years ago, well, not many years ago, but just a few years ago, like two years ago, the whole earth was on fire. The whole earth, this is 2022, 2020, end of 2020 and 21, the whole earth was on fire. Everything was smoking. The first vial is done. But when the fourth angel comes, as in Revelation 9, 15, which has to come, this is still to come before the second coming. And the four angels were loose, which prepared for an hour. This is how long it has to be before the second coming. It's still an hour. We still have an hour. Oh, wait a minute. There's more. And a day. So we have 24 hours plus an hour, 25 hours, and a month, and a year. So we have a year and a month and 25 hours for to slay the third part of men. So we have a period of over a year, a year and a month, and a little bit over to be precise, before the second coming that has to happen. That's a whole year, people. That hasn't happened yet. Aside from all the other times that Revelation gives us and Daniel and the Book of Mormon and Brigham Young and all the prophets that have followed, besides all these years that they give us, here we have just discovered one more year today where during this year, a third of all men die upon the earth. That is another sign of the times. We have many things to come and many things to witness, horrific as they may be. But get this straight and don't get tossed by every wind of doctrine out there. 
that times of tribulations are so long, we talked about this last time, that people will begin to say the time is over, the time is ahead, Jesus isn't coming, that was a lie. There are so many things yet to be experienced that are horrible, horrific, including the persecution of you, a saint, one that holds the covenants dear to his heart, one that doesn't give in to the mockery of man, one that stands strong and valiant no matter if they kick you out of church. You stand tall, you raise your mask up in the air, and you tear it in half. Let the consequences come. You will not put that upon your face. You will not wear the emblems of the beast. You will keep your covenants, and you will not fall victim to the lies and deceptions of today, for these are commandments of men. Let them strip you of your position. Let them strip you of your wealth. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters in these last days are for you to keep strong to your covenant. Keep your promises to God because you in the end are accountable to him and no one else, not one man on this earth that you will be accountable to save Jesus Christ. And if you can bow the knee and have your hands clean, you don't have to worry about the mocking or the scoffing or them throwing you out or kicking you out or exiling you or reviling you. If you hold true to him and to the covenants that you have adhered to all your life, don't, don't throw away your covenants. Don't loose your bands from heaven. Loose your bands from hell. If you hold true to the promises you've made with your Savior and your God, then nothing else matters. Not riches, not gold, not silver, not power, not status. No job is worth it. No friendship is worth it. No allegiance is worth it. This life is short, my friend. Stay the path. Keep true to the end. Until next time before the second coming. What they don't want you to know with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. And here those secrets are revealed. Teacher, seven years researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What they don't want you to know.